This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, and I'm back at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. Doing good today. Um, our listeners probably don't know, but I had to miss last week right? Uh, because I was uh, down. So I'm glad to be back I, here. I was just thinking in my head, like, man, it feels like it's been so long since we've recorded. Now, that didn't really affect anything for listeners because we, yeah. ha- we have episodes in the bank and stuff. But, like, uh, it does. It feels weird. We haven't been here in a while at the table. So it feels good to be back. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I got something good for you guys today. Today, let's dive right into it, okay? Because I get asked tons of questions, and you can always, you're always welcome to message me, message Aaron. Also, please remember we have that Facebook group, private Facebook group, at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You can ask these questions. But I get asked questions about everything from wrestling to traveling to fitness to nutrition. And nutrition is what I want to talk about today. We have some really great episodes in the archives about nutrition we've even got an episode about you know kind of meal prepping for the pro wrestler and how to eat on the road nutritiously and not like blow your diet just because you're eating out of gas stations we've got episodes on all that stuff guys so please go back in the archives and find those but today i just want to talk about the top five nutrition myths that pro wrestlers just seem to keep falling for all right so i want to try to hopefully negate tons of messages even though i love talking to you guys and i'll talk to you guys about this i'll never you know refuse to talk to you about anything but um if maybe this episode can help us stop those messages from rolling in and get you guys on the right track so training alone will not accomplish your body transformation goals okay you can't out train a bad diet and you can't create a world-class physique with a mediocre diet, all right? So you have to train and eat like a professional, which is what you're trying to be. Unfortunately, pro wrestlers are not exempt from falling for dietary myths that just won't seem to go away. And today, we're gonna knock down five nutrition myths that pro wrestlers have got to stop falling for. And on the flip side of nutrition, you gotta train hard and you gotta train like a professional. So please remember, we have Strong Style, the very first, Pro wrestling strength training gym program built by pro wrestlers for pro wrestlers, and it is available on our website, www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Check out Strong Style. We've got all kinds of awesome wrestlers out there doing Strong Style right now, giving us the results and stuff in our Facebook group. I love seeing it. I've seen some awesome physique updates lately in yeah. that Facebook group, and I'm really thrilled to see it, guys. Yeah, yeah. what I thought was cool was uh, JD, yeah. uh, he, he posted uh, a picture mm-hmm. um, of his progress, but then he was like, this, you know, I'm starting on my second time through, which I thought was awesome because yes, he's been yes. through, he's got good results, right. and that's what we designed it for, to be able to now play off the new numbers and Absolutely. be able to keep going. So. so you go through Strong Style. It's a 12-week program, and at the end of those 12 weeks, what you do is you just reset. You take all that new information, all those new numbers and you replug it into the very first week and you just start over, guys. That's a great way to train right there. Um, you can use Strong Style as a tool in your back pocket at all times for the rest of your life if you need it. It's always good to have a good strength program in your back pocket for your strain, your training. So you're straining to train, guys. I know it. So check out Strong Style. Check out our website. Check out Facebook. Just at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You will find us and you will get all the info that you need. All right, guys, let's talk about it. So I get them every week. Questions about nutrition 
or diet or eating styles from keto to intermittent fasting to going on a cleanse and, and everything in between, okay? I'm happy to help wrestlers navigate the difficult waters of nutrition, but I'm hoping that with this podcast, I can get to many people at once, you know, by busting myths that wrestlers just keep falling for. So here we go. I've got five of them for you today. Here's number one. This is the one that I hear probably the most often, okay? So the first myth is you can't eat more than 30 grams of protein in one sitting, all right? So no one, you know, I've talked to can figure out where, you know, the mythical number originated. I'm sure there's some study, like we, if you really yeah. dug deep enough in the internet, there's some study out there that had that 30-gram number. But, you know, you can maybe see how it came about when you start examining the different ways your body uses protein. If you ingest 30 grams of protein after a workout, it'll increase muscle protein synthesis. And it does it by about 50%, right? Like your body actually creating and reproducing cells and knitting muscles back together bigger, stronger than before. Um, that percentage is kind of where it gets stuck, right? Like there are things that we can do to enhance the amount of muscle protein synthesis that we get, like, you know, taking certain supplements like creatine and stuff. Um, and hey, that's, that's where like anabolic steroids, like, you know, like if you want to talk about that touchy subject, like why do people use steroids? Well, it's because they can recover faster because all of a sudden their body is able to synthesize protein. Unfortunately, that comes with lots of very negative side effects. So not by any stretch of the imagination trying to endorse steroids here, but I'm telling you, your body is very efficient at taking 30 grams of protein and really ramping up your ability to synthesize, you know, your muscles by about 50%. And to increase that, you have to do certain other things. But anyway, that's not exactly what we're talking about. I'm talking about what happens to excess of 30 grams if you eat it. So what is protein, right? Protein is an essential nutrient, right? It's broken down into amino acids. The body, you know, can't get them from fats or carbs. It can only get it from protein. So, you know, no matter how tasty a fat or a carb is, I know if they're delicious, it's great, it's awesome, but they don't build muscle, all right? They don't build muscle. And you have to get those amino acids from your protein. Um, they're used to make hormones, enzymes, immune factors, and all kinds of other non-muscle tissues. That is where the excess 30 grams goes, guys. You have 30 grams of protein. Your body utilizes that to synthesize your muscles. Now, what happens if you eat 35 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 100 grams of protein in one single sitting? It goes to all those other things, guys. Hormones, enzymes, immune factors, your, your muscles, your tissues, your organs, your eyes. Everything utilizes protein for, for that stuff. Everything is used, I promise you, every single time. Most guys think that, you know, the, the myth is that I guess you just crap it out, basically. Right, yeah. That's kind of what the myth ends up being. Um, your body's going to use that surplus protein. Trust me, yeah. guys. It's absolutely going to use it. So feel free to get all the protein that you need. I recommend, so for athletes, for you guys, the professionals, I'm talking about the non-average person because you guys are athletes trying to build some really awesome physiques so you can make a successful career as a professional wrestler. You better be eating a minimum, a bare minimum of one gram per pound of body weight. Yeah. Like, that's a minimum. I, honestly, if you're crushing weights and stuff as much as you should be, if you're crushing strong style like we talked about earlier, you should probably be eating more like 1.5 or 1.25 even yeah. grams of protein per body weight um, to really ramp it up. And the good thing about that is, you know, you're, the more protein you eat, the more satiated you are, mm -hmm. the better you feel. You don't have as many cravings for everything else. I tell the average the average human, so not you pro wrestlers, but the average person, I tell that if you're getting less than 100 grams a day, you are freaking just 
setting yourself up for failure. But you guys, so like I'm, I weigh 200 pounds, right? So I want 200 grams of protein a day. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with tracking protein and getting this in, it's gonna feel very overwhelming at first. But trust me, you can do it. You can get those servings in. I'd love to help you figure that out. So you can always message us in our Facebook group to talk about it. But protein is the building block for your muscles and your physique and a lot of the things that your body needs. Yeah, protein can be difficult to get when you're mm-hmm. if you're a bigger guy. Like 200 grams of protein yeah. is a lot. Yes. I need I need about 185, 190. Yep. Yep. Um, so and really more around 200 if I'm really trying to add yeah, some muscle on yes. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be difficult to get. So just to go back to this myth, yeah, if, you, go ahead. if you yeah. if you can't eat more than thirty at a time, it's gonna, it's be, gonna be you're gonna be eating all the time in order to then. get it yeah, there. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be next to, next to impossible so, if you're only allowed to eat thirty grams at a time. Yeah. So so if you're if you're an athlete like John said, which yep. you guys are working on it, yeah, absolutely have to get more than thirty. Don't worry, forty. I think I probably eat about forty to fifty. I mean, you know, with the meal. Tr- yeah, oh, absolutely. That's that's what I try. Every one of my meals, I'm looking for like forty or fifty grams of protein if possible like without a doubt and then you know please guys like ask uh, you know think think about what triple h or someone with like an amazing physique is going to say to you if you say like oh i can't eat more than 30 grams of protein right mm-hmm. you know he's he's going to you know hopefully not make fun of you but laugh a little bit right because those guys are not just pro wrestlers they're world-class physique pro wrestling john cena all those guys yeah so guys eat your protein okay guys and gals eat your protein gals you need it too Without a doubt, is there's no like difference there. You need the protein as well. You're all world-class athletes and you all need it. All right, so that was myth number one. Let's go myth number two. Here's one that I still hear from time to time, maybe not as much, but it's really important to get this out there. You see me, if you follow me on social media, you probably see me talk about this a lot because I work with the general public as well, not just pro wrestlers, and this is one that comes up a lot, but um, with them. I mean, not with pro wrestlers as much, but with them. Um, and that is that eggs are bad for you. Yeah. Chicken eggs. Like, chicken eggs are bad for you. Guys, I, it couldn't be further from the truth. I often try to classify or try to tell people to classify eggs as nature's multivitamin, right? It is the most nutritious, straight-out-of-nature source that you can get. Um, uh, yes, they're high in cholesterol. That's where, like, the problem comes in. So somewhere way back when there was some study, they found out eggs were high in cholesterol, and they attributed that to being like, well, if they're high in cholesterol, I guess that means that it's going to raise my cholesterol. Yeah. And it's completely untrue, guys. That is the myth, all right? The myth that they raise cholesterol levels and that they clog your body, it's completely false. So eggs are equipped with, uh, I'm not, I, I don't like to get super scientific on you guys, but they have, so they have something called a phospholipid that limits the absorption rate of the cholesterol that they have. So they, they legit have a built-in fail-safe. Let's put it that way. They have a built-in fail-safe that prevents your body from absorbing excess cholesterol. And the only people that will suffer negatively from the cholesterol contained by eggs are people that already have pre-existing cholesterol issues. And let me tell you right now, every one of those people, I got 100% success rate. Everybody that's got high cholesterol and therefore eggs affect them negatively, if you correct their diet, then eggs are very good for them, right? Like they have high cholesterol because they're eating garbage. They're eating fast food. They're eating just junk food that's super high in cholesterol that doesn't have any fail safe that goes straight into your system and builds up the cholesterol, clogs your arteries, all that bad stuff that people are, are attributing to eggs. That's the stuff they're eating. You eliminate that stuff. You get their weight and everything under control. You get their exercise going and, and, and all that stuff. You add back in eggs. They love eggs. It's great. So they're so, so good for you guys. 
Yeah, like I said, this one just keeps coming yeah. back, and then you know, and then, then it's disappearing. Okay to, yeah, 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 yeah. But also, just because we touched on protein a while ago, eggs yeah. are a complete protein, which there means it contains all the amino acids needed to you know, everything you that you need yeah. is contained by the eggs as far as protein goes. Like because like not all like meat sources are necessarily mm-hmm. created equally. Like a, like like grass fed beef is like really high tier it has all the amino acids and everything that you want just like an egg would but like a lower tier would be like a non-grass-fed beef or something or or even you know of course like chicken and stuff like that like yeah or if you're a vegetarian like you know an almond will have protein exactly. or like peas have yeah. protein but they won't have everything so you usually need to combine it with some you other have, stuff you have to get supplements yeah. or something you have to get a powder um and things like that mm-hmm. and and uh, i mean this is as good a time as any to talk to you guys about like that remember like when I'm telling you to get this much protein, yes, you're probably going to have to add in supplements, right? Yeah. Because you're you're a you're a physical athlete. You're training. You need extra protein. It's hard to get it all from food, especially if you're trying to limit calorie intake. So you will need some supplements. I just want you guys to remember that supplements are called that for a reason. They supplement gaps in your diet, right? I'm not so. If I say you need 200 grams of protein a day, please don't just get that out of a jug yeah. like a bottle. Eat some food. Eat some eggs. Eat some meat and get that in there, your body's going to be much more satisfied, number one, but number two, you're going to have way more successful results because your, your body's going to be able to break all that stuff down and get all those awesome amino acids out and put them to good use. So eat your eggs, guys. That was number two. Let's talk about number three. This is the one that just never seems to go away. It's hard to get, you know, that the rears its ugly head constantly, but this is that bread is bad, all right? So the vilification of carbs, one of the biggest myths in the health industry. There are no nutrients that are inherently bad, right? Absolutely none. We need carbs. They're our main source of energy. Um, There's something to be said about everything in moderation, right? Of course. Um, But completely cutting out a macronutrient is a horrible idea. Even like, like, I understand that some people have tremendous success with like keto or ketosis or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know, the nutrition side of me, like every like analyzing time every time i've ever like really looked at keto and stuff it's like keto is or ketosis let's not not keto keto is the diet right that's mm. when i simply says keto they think about the diet yeah. so i'm not trying to i'm not talking about a diet i'm talking about ketosis which is like where your body actually uses utilizes fat reserves as energy mm-hmm. instead of um the sugar or the carbs or whatever you know on um, the glucose and stuff um that's like a fail safe that your body uses and it's not really like it's not really something that works for high level athletes. Right. I'm sure there's some out there. I should do some research and find out. I'm sure there's like some major athlete out there that is that is pure keto. Yeah. But it, it might even be for like like allergy reasons or something, you know, in that situation. But I, I I don't know of any like super high level performers that are like solely keto and ex like excelling performers. It's a hard thing to achieve because of the way that your body uses the energy. Mm-hmm. So bread is not bad. Carbs are not bad. Um, they're, they're even like if, so I kind of meant carbs with this one. I said bread because there's also kind of a, a sub-myth surrounding bread where wrestlers love to ask me, like, should I be eating wheat bread or white bread? And here's the kind of thing. They're really just different flavors of the same thing, guys. And I know that that's like, you th- fiber, you, maybe. yeah, you think that wheat bread is better just because, what, it's darker and, and to a lot of people doesn't taste as good, so it's better. That's not really true. If you really want, like, a good bread, you get something that has whole grains, 
um, and which which is where you get lots of extra fiber, you get lots of extra nutrients and stuff that just wheat and white don't have. So keep that in mind when you're trying to get a good bread. Like whole grain breads are actually reduced like coronary heart disease and and help you maintain a healthy weight. So bread is not bad, guys. Um, if you want a good bread, get something that's whole grain. But otherwise, I mean, just eat whatever you want, okay? Within moderation, as long as it fits in with everything else. Like, because remember, none of these rules are replacing each other. So I just yeah. told you you need to get all your protein, right? So you get all your protein, and you got extra room in your calories. You eat some bread. That's great, but don't don't go crazy in either direction. All right. So you you have to maintain uh, balance in everything. Yeah. This this you know, no bread is bad or yeah. carbs is bad. Typically goes with people wanting to lose fat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you had you know ketosis with yeah. Atkins or keto and yes, those kind yeah. of diets that made it seem like oh well I can lose fat quicker. Yeah. But like you mentioned, the guy, the people that are doing that usually are generally general pop that need to lose some fat. Yes. They're not also training hard in the gym exactly. and doing everything else like a exactly. like you all should be. Um, so th- that's that's a big difference there. And I'll tell you what, the best usual results I get when it comes to fat loss, mm-hmm. I'm eating eating rice. I'm yes. eating sweet potatoes. I'm eating I'm, like, I mean, I'm eating, I'm not eating zero carbs. That's it for blows, sure. It blows people's mind. I'm on a cut. So, me, it's talking about my personal life. I'm on a cut right now. I've been on a cut for the last um, seven weeks, and this is my final week. So, it's an eight-week cut. I have either a giant potato or uh, a cup and a half of white rice every single night for dinner. I have a sandwich for lunch every day. Yeah. Like that's that has been my cut. Bread, rice and potatoes. Mm-hmm. So people it blows people's minds sometimes, but guys, it just takes plugging everything in the right spot. And it's yeah. been working very well for me. It's been working tremendously. So um, it works a lot better than trying to like replace meals with freaking liquid or anything like that. Like that stuff just does not work unless you're a, a madman. Like they, you know, there's some people out there that can just like suffer through it, but that's not the way that I recommend getting good results. Because then you kind of develop a bad relationship with cuts and yeah. diets or fat loss or whatever. I don't want you to have a bad relationship with this stuff. I want you to enjoy food and enjoy the process. That's so right. Carbs are good for you. Eat your carbs up. All right, guys. Number four on this list is don't eat before bed. Now, I was telling Aaron before we started recording, I can't remember what it was. I think it was just some, I don't remember who exactly it was, but I get sent this video by wrestlers sometimes of like a, I don't know if he was an indie wrestler or like a WCW cruiserweight that I just can't remember the name of. Um, I'll try to look that video up. But uh, anyway, it was like, it's he's kind of joking in the video where he says like, oh, it's easy to get in shape. You just, you just never eat a carb and you never eat uh after 6 p.m ever again and and he just told he said all these things that were really just kind of like he was just making jokes really i mean it it is what he did to like get in crazy good shape but it's not something that any sane person could maintain for a long period of time and he meant that as he was saying it but i get sent that a lot so don't eat before bed that's the myth i have no idea where the like eating right before bed like will make you gain fat myth came from, but it does need to die right here, right now today, guys. The truth is you're going to sleep better if you're satisfied and happy and full. Now, not full to the point to where you're like, oh, like I'm so full. Like we're going to talk about that here in a second. But when you're satisfied and happy, you're going to sleep a heck of a lot better, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it's high protein that can be used for muscle synthesis because, hey, we've talked about this before. When you sleep, that's when your muscles are created. That's when they're knit back together, your body's put back together. You have to sleep. So you have to sleep to recover. 
guys, you absolutely must. That was a recent episode we did. You, you, you got to rest. So there's something to be said about not being absolutely stuffed, though, is what I was kind of saying, on certain foods before bed, like just because, yeah. you know, there's also, because that's when you recover, right? You sleep, you recover. So if you're, if you're stuffed like crazy, your body's going to have to devote some energy while you sleep to digestion, and that's not really ideal. You want your body to devote attention to, like, repair and cellular reproduction and all the other good stuff, muscle repair, protein synthesis, all that stuff that it does while you're asleep. You don't want it to have to really focus its attention on digestion, but having food in your stomach and being satisfied is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So guys, you can eat before bed. It's all right. If I, I think I have a snack an hour before bed every single night, yeah. like just a light you know, snack, whatever it might be, a protein bar or a rice cake with something like, you know, yeah. every night. I, I do about the same thing. Yeah. Usually, uh, most of the time when I, I do that, it's because I need to get my protein requirement. Yes. So yeah. it's usually like, yep. well, I'm, I'll, I'll go grab a can of tuna or, or yep. something like that and, and throw that down real quick. And I, can, I, got, I can get, get 25 my, grams in with a protein bar, like right yeah. before, you know, an hour before I go to bed, and then I can use that little that little bit of extra protein can help me throughout the night. Like, absolutely. So, John, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm been yeah. around quite a while yeah, in the yeah, industry, yeah. and I believe this myth, I was just thinking about it when okay. we were talking, I think it started with Oprah. If you really? remember Oprah, the, the talk show. I know the show, weight loss stuff she was lost, big with her. Yeah, yeah she yeah. lost a ton of weight. And I think her trainer or nutritionist, mm. whoever was on there, yeah. uh, was not having her eat after six. And she <laughs> did a few episodes. Yep. I, if I'm remembering correctly. That would and, make a lot of sense. Because that would it, touch lots of people. Yes, like, and they yeah, got yeah. really popular with that. Because uh, I remember dealing with this you know, uh, a whole while back. I'm like, well, I'm not yeah. supposed to eat past six. I'm like, Why? And uh, that's kind so, of that same era too. Like I, we were talking before we started recording, recording about like just a regular client that I have, and she recently approached me about protein and stuff. And um, she's older, older woman, and um, she had just grasped on to something she had heard probably in the mid '80s, mm-hmm. and it has just stuck with her yeah. throughout her whole life. And that happens a lot. So like Oprah says something in the early '90s on her talk show. And people trust Oprah, and even though Oprah herself has probably changed her opinion on all this, but she's not on a talk show anymore, yeah. so she didn't have a reason to talk about it. So, like, you know, like that, that's what happens, guys. You got to kind of do some research. Don't just latch on to anything that you hear. You can research us, all the stuff we're talking mm-hmm. about right now, right here. I'd love to talk about and show you some sources and stuff as well. So, well, uh, and and, it, yeah. and I think as a trainer, like if 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 someone's worked with the trainer before, yeah. they may have said, "Hey." you are snacking a ton like yes. breakfast looks good lunch your snacks yep. looks good and then yep. once you know after dinner you're getting like 5,000 calories when you like so yes. like so stop like so don't, the night, yeah, yeah and I think that could be even a trainer said so, listen I don't want you to eat past like uh, six o'clock wouldn't be it but like right. don't eat after dinner yes and then and then it just becomes it just like it, it snowballs like yeah. it just gets bigger and bigger and somebody else hears it and they say it a different way and somebody hears yeah. that and they say it a different way yeah. and all of a sudden it's like oh you can't eat if the sun's down, right. you can't eat. You and, know, yeah. yeah, and all the trainer was probably doing was trying to get him to quit snacking yep. so much in the evening for you know? one person. Like, right? Yes, yeah, for exactly. one person, and then. But uh, anyway, yes, guys, go to bed satisfied. Don't be absolutely stuffed, but but plan and plan it right. So I plan all my meals, especially when I'm on a cut. So like, plan it out so you know, like you're probably going to get a craving. You go to bed at ten, you're going to get a craving at at eight thirty nine. Have that snack yeah. planned out, planned out, ready to go. Be it like peanut butter and something, or, or a, a protein bar, or some cottage cheese, or some something. tuna, or whatever it is that you might enjoy. Um, 
and uh, get it in there so you're happy and satisfied. And, and just show the other uh, the other side of the spectrum on this. I think it was probably like 2003 or something. Yeah. So I was doing more kind of bodybuilding stuff, mm -hmm. and at the time, the recommendation was so if you so you go to bed, you know, you're trying to get all your sleep. Yeah. But you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and yeah. down a protein shake. <laughs> yeah. So I would wake up at yeah. like three in the morning. Wow. Yeah, and I yeah. would have, I'd had my shake made, reshake, you know, yep. shake it up, chug it, go back go to back bed. Go back to bed, yeah. And that was, so that's just the complete, you know, opposite yeah, of what, of saying what this myth is, yes. But it was to try to get the protein and you wanted to try yep. to continue with your muscle uh, protein synthesis. So you needed a meal. That's another like, in there, like so. we're talking about getting 200 grams a day and it's like, it's so hard. So yeah, you just wake up in the middle of the night and have, <laughs> uh, you know, you got to get your other grams in. Yeah, have like, a sleep, yeah. drink your, uh, yeah. Anyway, but that that used to be a thing too. All right, guys, I got one more for you. This is one I hear a lot, and let's talk about it. So, number five on today's list is artificial sweeteners are going to make you fat. So, there's lots of myths out there concerning artificial sweeteners. Now, let me say this right off the bat. I mean, I'm not saying they're good for you. Like, absolutely not. You should not be consuming a ton of artificial sweeteners. Absolutely not. Right? Any kind of chemical or anything. You need more real food. You need pure water. That's what you need. But artificial sweeteners themselves are not going to make you fat. I don't know where that myth exactly came from. But, uh, I mean, anyway, I think it's just like one industry screaming back at another, whatever. But at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to make you fat is eating more calories than you burn and not using them to build muscle with training. All right? That's really what makes you fat. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So. As far as gut health goes, because that's kind of the other thing, like, oh, but artificial sweeteners destroy your, your gut or whatever, like, yes, they will. If you consume absolutely gallons of them in a day, they're going to negatively impact your gut health and your digestive abilities. And if you're consuming that much, you're probably not trying to become a, a high-level pro wrestler, and this is not the podcast that you're listening to anyway. So, guys, if you're drinking nothing but artificial sweeteners all day long, if you're drinking, you know, tea with 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 Splenda or whatever in it all day long, or you're drinking Coke Zero or Dr. Pepper Zero or whatever else, like nonstop all day, we might have a problem. You need to drink as much pure water as possible. A gallon a day would be awesome, please. But yes, you can enjoy a nice zero calorie soda, a, a Zevia or whatever those, those one drinks are called. Like I drink yeah. Dr. Pepper Zero, that's my, that's my poison. <clears throat> that's it right there, but I have one can a day. You know what I mean? Like, and what it does is it re it hits me right there where I'm like, man, I'm getting hungry, but it's not really time to eat. Mm -hmm. Get that carbonation in you, and it, it has like a satisfying you know sweetness to yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, you're good to go. So utilize these things, guys. They're just tools, yeah. right? They're tools in your toolbox. I mean, the the calorie reduction you get from drinking diets drinks and whatever as opposed to like the sugary sweetened high calorie drinks is more important than any of the theories out there about how diet drinks could supposedly make you ingest more calories like there's also the rumor that like drinking artificial sweeteners makes you crave more actual sugar right like i've, I've never seen that happen with anyone that i've successfully worked with okay so i think it's just don't read things like that and then all of a sudden trick yourself into thinking that it's happening to you so again i just want to really reiterate you need to be drinking as much pure water as possible, eating real food, drinking real water, but 
don't be afraid to enjoy a freaking glass of tea with some uh, sweet and low in it. That's great. Go right ahead. It's perfectly fine, especially if it helps you stick to your yeah. caloric uh, restrictions and stuff. Yeah. No, you, I think you said it perfectly. Perfectly when you yeah. said it is a tool because yes. that's exactly what I you know if yep. I had clients that's what I would use it for yep. just so we can get over the sugar cravings yes. to make sure you know they're they're still satisfied mm -hmm. with that and they're not going to go grab something that they yep. shouldn't be eating for sure. So, yeah, you, perfect. Use it as a tool, guys. Well, that's five, guys. That's five that I wanted to talk about today, five myths that I hear a whole lot from professional wrestlers. I hope that you got something out of that. I hope we actually busted some myths today, and we can talk about some more, right? I'd love to do this as a continuing series. Some of these we retouched on from previous episodes. Please check out all those old nutrition episodes as well. Um, they're great info out there, guys, and I think we had some hit some great points today. But, all right, guys, hey, head on over to Facebook for me. Check out at How to Become a Pro Wrestler because I want you to talk to me about this stuff. Did you think any of these myths were real? Do, do you disagree with me? Maybe they are real to you. Let's talk about it, okay? Head on over to Facebook at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Just join the group. You can talk to me. You can talk to Aaron. You can talk to anybody doing Strong Style, get their opinions and stuff. You can see their progress pictures. And, you know, just in general, you can talk to lots of people. Hey, we had a um, local Oklahoma professional wrestling promoter make a comment in our group today. I don't know if you saw it, but um, she commented today that, uh, hey, I am a promoter. I have a ring up 24-7 in the state of Oklahoma, and uh, we do training classes twice a week. And if you're trying to get in the pro wrestling business, all you got to do is come talk to me. And uh, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, I've known her for a number of years. It was great to see her posting that. She posted on the bottom of one of them, I think one of my posts. Yeah, definitely one of my posts. That's right. It was just today. And uh, anyway, we got promoters out there. If you're in this area, if you're in the surrounding states, you know, if you're within 100 miles of Oklahoma, you might be able to make a successful career by starting right here. So um, head on over to that group. We got promoters, we got pro wrestlers, we got athletes in there, and I would love for you to be able to talk to them. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity. Take it.